Hey, everybody. Fascinating topic today on this Friday around autonomy and AI in our communication networks. Uh, we're talking autonomous driving all the time. What about autonomous driving of communications networks today with Franco from InfoVista? How are you? I'm good. I'm good, Evan. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Uh, chilly here in Boston, uh, which you know, you lived here a number of years. Uh, but before we dive into all things autonomous networking, maybe introduce yourself and um, give us a snapshot of InfoVista. Very good. Thank you, Evan. Uh, I'm uh, working in InfoVista since a couple of years when InfoVista acquired Empirix. Uh, my role in InfoVista is uh, to help uh, all the, the company, all the teams uh, on uh, setting up the right strategic objective in terms of product direction and go-to-market direction. I've been in this uh, industry since a long time, over 40 years. I see all the evolution from, let me say, analog uh, and then digital, then packet, uh, and now finally to the autonomous network. I'm pretty sure that I will have the opportunity to see in the next, uh, you know, five, ten years, uh, this event happening. Uh, I'm uh, working uh, in uh, all the different areas from technology point of view, as well as from the marketing, as well as on the commercial side. Well, uh, I'm so delighted to have you here, and um, I, I look forward to your insight. So give us a foundational understanding. What's an autonomous network, and where have we come from? What What is the driver for automation and autonomy? in the world of telecom. Very good. I tell you that when uh, somebody uh, arising, is arising to me this question, I normally make an example. Think about the normal transport. I mean, uh, the, the humanity mm -hmm. from moving uh, by walking and then with the horses uh, and then, uh, you know, with the car and trains and, and boat, of course, in the middle, then airplane. And uh, Everything has been set not as a technology, but uh, you need a lot of logistics uh, to allow this type of transportation. Now, the next frontier for the humanity is uh, to drive into the space, to drive from one planet to another planet. But technology-wise, it's feasible, but the most difficult thing is all the logistics side. Everything about the logistics must change because fundamentally mm. you don't have, uh, you know, mechanic in the middle of the space that can fix your problem. You don't have uh, water. A logistical feeling. Autonomous network is the same type of journey that we're doing on telecom. We're moving from the mechanical you know, switches to the electronic switches, then we move to the digital, we move now to the to the transformation from physical to virtual, but autonomous network is a complete different game because we are talking about the possibility to have a network that are self-defined and are self-managed without any human intervention. Fundamentally, technology is there, but what is not there is the capability of all the operator, all the world to really build and manage the logistics around this. Logistics means the control, be sure that it works as expected, and fundamentally, and keep uh, a sort of uh, overall, uh, uh, let me say, management uh, on top of something that becomes full of on. So. Definitely is a fascinating idea. We are talking about this uh, in the industry since over 10 years or almost mm. 20 years. Fundamentally, we try to achieve that in enterprise space. Uh, now is the time of the, the telco space, uh, but it's a long journey. And as I said, it's not a technology issue. It's more a logistic and management type of issue. Wow, great uh, vision there. So let's, let's talk about that uh, getting to reality 
it is a pretty big task given all the legacy infrastructure, the technical debt that exists in telecom. So from your perspective, you know, describe the journey that operators need to take to move to uh, an autonomous network. Yeah, there are three fundamental blocks here. The number one is uh, technology at the network level. The second one is a technology and the organization at management level. And the third one is fundamentally technology uh, at uh, the way in which we deliver the service and we charge for the services. Because at the end of the day, autonomous network bring a different level of fundamentally of capability to provide services uh, with different quality, different performance and speed. So where we stand here, the technology at the network level is fundamentally there. There are all the basic components uh, to allow both the access side, so the RAN or the wireline, it doesn't matter, and the core side to really work uh, without any specific intervention is there. What is not there yet, uh, it's fundamental, the technology to manage the end-to-end, -end, uh, let me say, connectivity and data flow from the, the user to the, uh, to the other user, to the one endpoint, to the other endpoint, because to manage the entire uh, infrastructure, you need to have a complete control of all the different phases. So what the operator are doing now, as you know, they are, first of all, they are moving from physical to vehicle. They, that's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, I think that's the major challenge that uh, we are having in our industry, moving to software only type of solution, means uh, have application that communicate together running on top of a virtual infrastructure uh, that can be owned by the operator by, or shared with somebody else or even in hybrid situation. This type of application need to be fundamentally managed and controlled in a such a way that uh, when the network delivers specific service in autonomous mode, I still have a full control of the quality and the level of services that I'm providing fundamentally as the subscriber has signed the contract with me. This part of components are there, but still we miss the glue for really be sure that uh, everything is there. For that reason, I'm pretty sure that uh, you and everybody are listening here. In the last uh, one year, the magic word are API, because API should create the glue between all the different applications fundamentally. Uh, so the open API is one of the fundamental components. The AI, because of the complexity of created the, so many connections and keep the connection up and running without the right quality and performance, without uh, you know draining all the resources that you have available for the maintenance network, it's something that you cannot do manual. I mean, you cannot just do, do manual. You need to have automatic, automatic system driven by a, a very intelligent type of application. And the third component that is key, so it's fundamentally the capability to automate the network together with the operational side. You cannot disconnect the two things. You cannot have an automatic network and the manual operation or automatic operation and manual network. The two things are running at the same time. Well, great, great points, all of them. So, you know, describe how you at InvaVista and working with, you know, many hundreds of operators around the world, how do you facilitate getting to those higher level of, of, of network autonomy? You know, what's your approach? What's your, your technology that you bring to bear here? Yeah, as I, as I mentioned before, you know, we are not, we don't uh, build a network component in terms of network function. Mm -hmm. Fundamentally, we work in, from the operational point of view. 
if you think uh, the, the normal process that you have uh, in any operator in this world is you start to design a network or a, a piece of network, right? You design the network. Then fundamentally, you have to validate the design, be sure that the network works as expected. And normally, that is done uh, through what we call the validation phase. Then yeah. you go to the production. So you, 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 you build the network as you design it. Fundamentally, then you have to uh, control the network in such a way that uh, not only you validate what uh, you design it, but also you optimize what you design it. Because when you start to have a real traffic, real user, you can see uh, that you need to make some adjustment. These are the three activities that InfoVista does. So we have technology and the products that are providing the ability to design the network. We have a component products and functions that are fundamentally validate the design. And then we have mm-hmm. a part of our product that is fundamentally unsure and, and control that the network is delivering what uh, uh, is expected to deliver. What we are doing now, we are we have linked all the three components together in an automatic way. So that means instead to yeah. see the three steps as a manual step, like it's been for many years, now you can do the validation, link it automatically with the design, and then you can do the insurance, link it out, uh, automatically with fundamentally the validation and design. So you have no more disconnection and you have a full continuity between all the, the three phases. And the three phases are feeding one each, each other in a continuous loop like an autonomous network does because at the end of the day, the network condition change based on the traffic pattern and what the customer want. And so like the network change, all the operational side have to change. So that is what we are we are bringing to the market, the capability to have a complete monitor insurance system that is fully following the network status that change automatically based on the the traffic condition the subscriber fundamentally uh, needs. Brilliant. So the benefits to the operator seem pretty obvious, you know, reduced uh, OPEX, uh, optimizing CAPEX, reducing their network expense, it's win-win uh, on their end. Uh, but w- what about the customers, you know, the end users, the like ourselves, the mobile customers, the small businesses, large businesses, just, you know, the society of towns and cities that use communication services. Uh, what's what's the glimpse of their win and, and their opportunity as, as customers? Yeah, that's a great question. Let me just tell you one thing. The other, the new technology, particularly the cloudification of telecom are bringing fundamentally something that, again, we are talking since many years, but that's become reality. The splitting of the of the operator in three different types of, uh, let me say, key activity. And when I say mm-hmm. splitting, means sometimes it's just a, a, a split in terms of internal operation. Some other time is physically a different company. There are takers that are splitting into different company. There are the network operator. I mean, the, the, the real operator that provide the connectivity more mm-hmm. and more via provider in the cloud, and that is the number one activity. The second is the operator that provides the service. And the service can be any type of service, not just the traditional telecom service, uh, like voice and uh, video and data, but fundamentally new type of services, uh, like, like fundamentally the, the video streaming and so on. And then you have uh, the fundamentally the content provider. That uh, So until now, the, the network provider service provider were normally collapsing into a single company. Now we are seeing that that's, it's changing a lot. And fundamentally, 
the big value that we are bringing is for the network provider, we provide the capability to really reduce dramatically almost to zero fundamentally the, the OPEX because we can automate good part of the operations that are linked to manage the network, in particular manage the autonomous networks. At the service level, we provide, a, 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 we bring a lot of value because we can provide a real-time analysis and adjustment of the service level agreement fundamentally because there are service that you have to deliver fundamentally what uh, it's uh, the real service that uh, this subscriber. So we provide the value uh, to the service provider in understanding and checking continuously all the different services, all the different customer based on the specific contract that the customer has. And the third level fundamental is the content. So be sure that the content is delivered with the right expectation of the subscriber. And that's what we call the Q or quality experience or NPS. So who are the players? Today, the player are the service provider and fundamentally the new large enterprise network. But in the next few years, we see more and more the splitting between this type of uh, uh, economical subject that I said, network provider, service provider, and content provider. All the three are fundamentally the target that we have, are, uh, are customer of our solution and, and uh, technology, and will be more and more. Of course, uh, that also is linked to the private network concept because uh, more the, the, the network become autonomous, more easier will be to build uh, within that network autonomous uh, type of uh, technology, private network that are a subset fundamentally of this one. So the reason why everybody are talking about private network is because uh, with the autonomous network, private network will be much more easier to do, to deliver, and much more, let me say, uh, a, cheaper from the financial investment point of view that enterprises look. So this is the other fundamentally type of target that we have is the private network, in particular for uh, for right now, the mid-site and the last-site enterprise. Oh, great. Uh, great points there. So let's talk a little outside of tech, uh, the impact on the regulatory environment. You see lots of change and, and disruption happening there. The workforce, a changing workforce, different skills needed as as autonomous networking rise, uh, different roles for network engineers and even professionals in the telcos. Of course, you see that more than anywhere in Italy where you, you live. It's, it's a very challenged, different environment than it was in the past. Any insights or thoughts on that whole, uh, you know, landscape? Yeah. No, that is another great point. That's another question that many many very often people bring on the table and say, oh, uh, when autonomous network become real, it's going to be under percent, it's going to be, what's going to be the future? Remember that traditional network will never disappear. And we never disappear until we have the, uh, such regulation. Country uh, have different type of regulation, different type of rules. And uh, I, I want to make an example. Some Somebody say, why we are still have 2G on? Now we have 3G, 4G, 5G, potentially 6G. Because in some country, 2G is ruled by government because 2G fundamentally it's a guarantee you a connectivity that is cannot be guaranteed with the the YCDMA type of technology. So it's a technology mm -hmm. issue. Analog is there and will be there for a long time, <laughs> long time. I once I sometimes still remind that there are still key activity, crucial activity in the world running on telex. 
Many of the young people still don't even know. It's still there. So for that reason, I'm saying we have to be very careful. Lauton's network is definitely a reality. It will become more and more reality. It will be part of our life. But the part of the traditional legacy network will still there for a long time, for many years. I don't know if it's going to be 10 years or more, but definitely for a long time. Then back to your point. Here, the, our industry, not just uh, our customer, but even uh, the, the, the manufacturer are facing a, a major problem finding talent. And the reason is because the, the, the technology is very complex. The complexity of uh, putting together an IT cloud, uh, running telecom component, uh, and providing a telecom uh, level of service as expected by the, the, the telecommunication industry is a challenge. It's not so simple. Uh, so fundamentally, one area in which uh, uh, all the operators are looking for is uh, to find partners like InfoVista that bring uh, the knowledge necessary to really drive them, help them to be moved to to move to the autonomous network automation in a smooth way because. Uh, the internal knowledge that the operator have is not enough to be fully, let me say, alone in, in that type of journey. So one area that I think that we can say Infovista is very good, it's really coaching, helping, become a, a partner also in understanding what is the best way to move fundamentally from the current network design situation and control to the new one without be forced to fundamentally inject all the knowledge in the comp in the company that that, that requires too much too long time, and that is not affordable by many operators. So that is another role that I think that we play very well. It's uh, the bring the knowledge necessary to really help in that transition. Very nice. Move fast, but don't break things. Unlike the Silicon Valley uh, mantra. Yeah. Um, you work with so many operators. You must have so many success stories and anecdotes on what's happening. Any, any particular you, you care to call out without picking a favorite? I know you have many uh, customers. Uh, with, with any practical uh, examples you can share at this point? Oh yeah, I mean definitely. Uh, we have many examples. I want to bring, of course, without uh, sharing uh, names, but I want to make some examples. Uh, we are working with one of the largest operators in the world, uh, uh, European base, but uh, with uh, uh, with presence everywhere in the world, uh, in which uh, they moved in the last, of course, uh, like everybody in the last 20 years, to having uh, 60%, 70% of their revenue coming from the wireline. Now they move it that uh, it's uh, 30 on the wireline and uh, 70 on the mobile space. But that's majority of the profitability still comes from the wireline. So fundamentally here, it's uh, how we can really create a, a, a system that can automate the operational. And the operational aspect on the wireline and wireless are quite different, are very quite different. Remember that uh, in a normal mobile network, the changes happening at the radio level, the RAN level, are 1,000 per day. In the wireline, it's much more stable. We are talking about 100 per day. So it's completely different. Mm. At the same time, if you break a fiber optics, uh, you break not one customer, you break per thousand customers. So fundamentally, the value, it's a little bit different, even if uh, fundamentally the way the operation is different. So what we've done with them, it's uh, because we have with them a, a very uh, extensive uh, system to monitoring live all the traffic that they have, 
we create more and more automation uh, between the the, uh, the showing up a specific event or alarm call, let me say call alarm, make that simple, and understanding the alarm, it's real, what is the value of the alarm? Is that an alarm that affects one customer or is affecting 10 customers, is affecting a customer that give uh, 1 million pound or $1 million per year or euro per year or is affecting one that is 50 euro per year? You know, decided the type of uh, uh, priority, then create all the let me say, build all the information necessary to an expert to really understand what happened, create automatic the ticketing and, the, and manage the ticket up to the end that can be automatically closed if at the end of the day, the alarm was not so important or bring to the next level of analysis, but with all the rich information. So that the person that we will take the alarm and we take the, the, the ticket, we have all the information already built in, so don't spend any time to look around to find the, all the necessary data to understand. So this type of automation, it seems, seems simple, but the reality is a game changer because uh, with the same person, now the company, instead of managing 10 tickets per day, can manage 100 tickets per day or 1,000 tickets per day because uh, 900, uh, 900 probably are automatically managed by the system. So that is a type of game changer that the, the operator are looking for because uh, they cannot increase the capex in some aspect they have to decrease, but they have much more traffic to manage, much more user to manage. So they need that level of automation fundamentally to really uh, have the value and uh, have more value to the operational side. Wow, sounds like an amazing opportunity. So we're right in 2024. I, I just made my travel arrangements for MWC, so I hope to see you there in yep. Barcelona. But what else are you looking forward to? Any travel or trips or events on your radar? Oh, yeah, definitely. Mobile Wakong will be there. Uh, FutureNet, definitely, in London, will be there as well. It's a, a, a good event. Uh, uh, we have different events that we plan it to be. I mean, 2024 for us is very important because uh, I think that we are the only company uh, in our space uh, that have uh, all the three uh, aspects I, I mentioned before, the, the network design and the, the validation and the assurance fully cloud-based mm. and sharing the same uh, fundamentally common cloud platform that uh, we designed in the last uh, few years. And when I say cloud-based means a real cloud native, I mean a real uh, you know, uh, microservice and the real uh, uh, the Kubernetes type of stuff. And uh, the capability to really link together all these phases uh, is a game changer mm. for everyone because, uh, and not necessarily you must have uh, our own product. I mean, you can have also, of course, other, other vendor. The most important thing that we get this information, we understand the information coming from mm. the planning, coming from validation, coming from insurance, and we merge together, we link together, we create value on this. So these are what we are presenting around the world fundamentally. For that reason, we have uh, several events. Uh, either uh, online or in, in person, uh, planning for the next uh, 12 months. For us, 2024 is a, it's a key year. It's a, uh, we have changed a lot. We are spending a lot of uh, resources uh, in uh, engineering resources and not only in the company to really move uh, faster and uh, leverage more and more AI and uh, automation. So our two elements that uh, we bring to the market today is our system are fully cloud native, are fully automated, and we can automate process, procedure, workflow, and even 
closed loop automation with the network components in such a way that without tunnel network can reconfigure the network and we can double check if the reconfiguration has generated the, the right uh, expected result and using more and more intelligence to decrease uh, the, the need to have expertise that today are very difficult to catch within the service provider. So these are the areas in which we are working, the areas that we present in all the events that uh, we will attend uh, from now on. Well, fantastic insights. I learned a lot, and uh, thank you so much for sharing a peek into the future of autonomous networks. It's going to be an exciting year, exciting decade in telecom, the most you know, in interesting uh, work is ahead of us. So good luck in that journey. Thanks, Franco. Thank you, Evan. Thank you very much for your time. And thanks, everyone, for watching. Reach out to uh, InfoVista. They have some great content and white papers and, and insights on their various uh, social media properties. Take care, everyone, and see you at MWC. Okay. Bye-bye.